What's up, Shopper's Corner? I have this article that I want to get into in a few, but before I get into the article, I just wanted to give you all some updates or share my thoughts from the previous episode, I guess, some updates on me, what's going on with me. So, I am healing very well. Uh, It's only this fucking black eye left to go. (laughs) I got a nice little ring. Um, it's going away slowly but surely, but, you know, what can I do? You know, shit happens. So, I was out of work for most days this week. I, probably three. And I told them that I'll be back on Tuesday. So, I'm, like, trying to, I just had, like, a personal issue. I was really trying to have all, all evidence of this shit erased from my face before Tuesday night, but early Tuesday morning, we're going to see what happens, shit, it is what it is, so my door is fixed, uh, if you didn't catch a previous episode, uh, my deranged ex who escaped, no, he did not escape prison, they let him go, why, I don't know, but they let him go later that night, the same night that he was released, he was in front of my doorstep, drunk, he drank a whole bottle of Hennessy, he was upset, kicked my door in, uh, assaulted me. And then there was like a manhunt for probably eight hours. Next morning, I I went to go in my apartment to change clothes to try to go file the restraining order with the papers the police gave me. And he was in the apartment, called the police. Um, it was this big thing. They found him, got him, whatever, left. So all is well. So everything is pretty much falling back into place. As far as me trying to get some normalcy back in my life. Because ever since then, I've just been on the phone with the district attorney's office. They were calling me um, all day, the day that he got caught. Because there's night court here in the city. And he was going to get arraigned that night. So they wanted as much information as possible. The officers was also calling me. Uh, they wanted Everybody wanted pictures, updated pictures of what my face looked like. The door that he broke all this blood that was all over. So in the previous episode, right, in the previous episode, I had said that all this blood was all over. So they were like, uh, there's a lot of blood in there. Like, did you get him? Did you get him? Because remember the night that they came after he did all of this, he managed to, to escape. So they didn't catch him that night. They called him the next morning after I found him again in my apartment. Psycho. So they're like, did you get him? Did you like stick him? Because if you did, like, we're not going to judge you because, you know, self-defense. I was like, no, there was like well, all this blood. Where did he get it from? So they're thinking that he cut his hand on this glass or something. But when I was talking to him, he had the nerve to tell me that he was missing a thumb on his left hand and, and that um, he said, I did it. But then I was talking, I'm like, you're full of shit. Like, I'm not saying he's not missing a thumb because there was blood somewhere, came from somewhere. But I'm like, I didn't do that shit to you, nigga. Like, you did shit to me. <laughs> like, I got some hits in, but I don't know that I did all that. So I told the district attorney's office what he said, which they were like, is he he's calling you? Because he's not supposed to be calling me past after the arraignment because they, they said um, I no longer have to go in to file the documentation for the restraining order because they caught him. So it's already going to be automatically done by the district attorney's office on my behalf at the arraignment. So I don't have to go do anything. But he's I was telling them um, while she was giving me that information that he says that a thumb is missing. And the officer was on the three-way too. He was like, he's not missing a thumb. Like they both was like, like they're like, he is not missing a thumb. So I'm like, is he doing some sociopathic shit? Because you know, not only is he calling crying about he's sorry, which I look, honestly, at this point, I'm gonna be honest, people. Like, I've moved I forgive. I've certainly don't don't forget, forget, but I forgive. You're not well. 
Like, I, like I've, I, it took me a while to realize that after I was with you that you're not well. Like, literally, you, you have mental health illness. You don't take care of yourself is one thing. You know what I'm saying? You have addictions to alcohol and other things. You, instead of medicating yourself the proper way, you self-medicate with drugs and alcohol. It brings out the worst in you. And, you know what I'm saying? You, those are things that you don't get under control. So I understand that I, who, who the fuck wouldn't feel be sorry for kicking somebody's door in the day they came home from jail only to go right the fuck back? And you're on parole. You're going right back. And you're going back for a longer time because this shit is serious. And you're technically kind of on your third strike because it's a felony. They're calling it a felony. They're calling it a burglary. They're calling it a burglary because uh, you didn't necessarily have to rob anything. But in New York State, a burglary is defined as um, breaking and entering into any building or residence to commit any crime. It doesn't matter if you're there to assault somebody. It doesn't matter if you're there to steal something. It doesn't matter if you're there to um, destroy property in there. Whatever the hell that you're doing that could be considered a crime. You, as long as you broke in to do it, it's considered burglary. And so that is technically going to be a third strike. The parole officer that I was calling who tried to warn me earlier this month that he would be coming home came to visit me the other night and um, just wanted to make sure I was okay and uh, said that there would be a hearing and that I it's important that I go to the hearing so that it sticks because without the, me going to the hearing, then... So he's on the phone, I guess, trying to get me to feel sorry for him. But I'm like, how the fuck did I feel? I was just trying to talk to you. I was like, dude, you don't you don't talk to somebody, kick their fucking door. I said, who the fuck wants to talk to the person that just kicked their fucking door in? He's like, all I, he's like, all I remember is I came inside and you just started yelling at me. Okay, so you just came inside. And I, yeah, I came inside. So, But how did you come inside? Quiet. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... like at this point, like, it's done, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just, it's over, it's done. Like, nobody has any, my mother has no reason. We're not angry, it's just, it's with some foul shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the type of person to even do this type of shit, but you you, you warranted that, and it is what it is. So, now, I, see, I think now the new story he's trying to give me is that I bit, I, I remember biting him, but he's saying that I bit him, and when I bit him, it was his thumb that I bit, and that when I bit him, I bit him so hard that his thumb ended up hanging off. He's claiming that he has a 98% chance of the thumb surviving and that they've numbed his thumb. And I don't know. The district attorney's office and the officers told me that he had a cut on his hand. But they did not say that it was they. They took him in the ambulance before they took him to the damn jail. They said he had a cut on his hand. Everybody understands to be a cut on his hand. He's the only one claiming that it's a missing thumb. So <laughs> whatever. Moving on. But... In the light of all of this, like, I start, you know, um, my friend that I'm talking to, my boo friend, he and my boyfriend, I call him my boo friend, uh, we've kind of like, well, we've, we've been getting, he's been growing a lot on me in the past few weeks. He had his own issues at work with, um, oh boy, and then he had a fight, and um, he won though. And then it just so happened that a few days later, let me see, his fight must have been Friday morning. By Wednesday night of the following week, I'm getting my ass beat. But he came. He came that night after everything happened. He was actually there with me that morning when he was in the apartment. And he stayed with me all the way up to the, when the police came. Um, all the way up to the time he got caught. And that was it. So, But I've missed work. Like, he was the one that told me, you can't go to work like looking like that. You need to take care of yourself. I'm like, but. But he's like, yeah, but your health first or whatever. He was like, just take the days off. Like, why are you, you know, my mother said the same thing, so I took the days off. But he's been checking up on me. Um, my mother, too. I mean, one time I picked up the phone, and then, I, and then my mother said, call me. I called my mother back. She was like, she's like, okay, you better pick up the phone now. 
maybe we're making sure I pick up this phone now. Like, <laughs> you see me call and pick up. So yesterday, because, um, again, between the district attorney's office and the officers following up and then the door getting fixed, the door ended up being a two-day thing because they came late one day and in the other part of the door they had to do, they ended up fixing yesterday morning. So I kind of feel like I never really... I slept, but I never really got a chance to, like, really sleep. So yesterday I ended up falling asleep, or last night, Saturday night, I ended up falling asleep early, and it was a good sleep. But my mom was looking for me, and um, both friend was looking for me. And, I mean, they were blowing up my phone. Both of them, like, a lot of calls and stuff, but I didn't have the phone with me. The phone was on the, the first floor. I was on the second floor. So it was just happened. I woke up, and I was getting ready to just move around the house, and I looked outside, and... This is before I even looked at my phone. I looked outside and I see the car pulling. It looked like boyfriend car. Make a U-turn. Pulled up. Tell me what tents. I said, it could also be that the neighbors just know somebody with a similar car or whatever. But then all of a sudden the person got out the car and it was him. And he was walking towards the house. So I was like, I I just immediately knew. I was like, oh shit, Like where's my phone? I, I did this kind of did a quick math in my head, like probably his concerns. So I went, I went downstairs, and I went outside, and he looked like really relieved to just see me come outside. He was just like, "I was trying to call you. I've been calling you all day. Like I was really worried." He's like, "I know that you know shit just happened. You're going through things, so probably you don't want to talk to anybody." He's like, "But I just want to stop by to make sure that you're okay." And I was just like, "I don't know. I just jumped in his arms. Just gave him a big old hug. I was really happy to see him. I, I didn't expect to see him." I certainly, when I got the messages, would I, I would have felt bad because I, I, I saw the messages. He was he was worried. He called more than he texted, but my mother too. My mother was like, "Answer the damn phone," and caps and shit. I didn't even know my mother knew how to like type in caps. Somebody must have taught her at work, you know. But um, it was it's just it was just cool. So we just kicked it. We kicked it for the night, kind of chilled till the wee hours of the morning, and the, that time went by fast, but. It touched my heart, just the fact that he took the time to come over to make sure. Because he could have waited for me to call back, but he didn't take the chance. Anything could anything could happen, you know me, but you never know. So, thankful to, thankful for a lot of things. Like, thankful for closure, because I, I did get, I did... I honestly even speaking to my ex that one time on the phone. I'm not talking to him after that. It was a restraining order. But I did get closure as infected. I'm not like upset with them. Like I don't hate a nigga with some whack shit, really for real. You know what I'm saying? But I forgive him. But at the same time, like you gotta understand. I, I was trying to talk to him because he's not well. I was like, listen, I understand what you're saying, but same thing I say on Chopper's Corner, it's it's okay to feel what you're feeling. You know, it's what you do with those feelings. You know what I'm saying? If you get somebody to live, well, you could be mad that somebody's not listening to you, not opening the door. It's not okay to kick the door down. And I don't want to say that it's sad to talk to a grown man like that, but like I said, in his mind, like, sometimes it's not well, but this is why you're a menace to society because sometimes people, sociopaths, psychopaths, they don't think the way that we think. That's why their behavior, they have behavior problems. Their behavior problems are not, is they don't do nothing like how we do things because they don't rationalize properly, and that's why we call them fucking crazy. So... That's it. So, yeah, I'm just thankful for the support that I have had. Um, thankful that it, that it wasn't anywhere, nowhere near as worse as what it could have been. That he's exactly where he should remain. <laughs> Hopefully for as long as possible this time. This time, you know, even if I can help it, you know, it sucks. But, you know, 
I got to do what I got to do, not only for myself, but for everybody else. There's other people, other, nobody else would be safe. And I know these days and times, everybody's very selfish and worried about themselves. Even me, when I was screaming for help, my neighbors could give two fucks. But they, were, but, they was, but they was all outside. And when it was time for the showdown, when it was like 20 some officers outside surrounding the house trying to figure out if he's still in there. When I called him in the apartment, and they, yeah, everybody was there for that. It's amazing when people decide when they want to be nosy and when they don't want to be nosy or when they're trying to act like they're not being nosy and when they don't care to show you that they're being nosy. But, you know, that is one thing that I did learn, you know, sometimes. Even me, myself, um, that's an experience that I'll never forget. I'm, I'm actually happy I went through it for just for the fact that I can understand just how real life can get, you know, different people that you could potentially let in your life, you know, that you can't see coming or you can see coming. But even just um, how to defend yourself because um, to see your door get kicked in is still a little traumatizing. Like, I just know that it could just happen. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that I just know that it could just it could just happen. You know what I mean? It just makes me want to be um, more able to protect me because it could be very well another situation where I'm screaming help 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 and everybody's um afraid to call because even my mother says like well you know this is New York a lot of people like to mind their business they don't want I'm like yeah you don't want to get involved yeah but you know it's all till the shit hits your house and then god forbid you come home and somebody one of your loved ones is being carried out in a, in a black body bag in a fucking going in an ambulance and, you, and everybody was home though like even the parole officer when he was telling me he was like he's like he's like he looked out because people were looking because he came you know anytime anybody come check on me like, people, they're nosy now, anything that's going on here, you know, the door's getting fixed. They just, like, this house is, like, where all the eyes are at now, right now on my block. So, they seen everybody else, and he's like, so, he said out loud, too, he was talking to me, but he looked out at them, because he's a parole officer, and he's just, like, mad, big, and broad. He's just like, so, nobody called the police? <laughs> but he was talking to me. And I answered, looking at him, but as if I was talking at them, I was like, no. I said, nobody. I said, I'm the only one that called the police. I said, I basically kind of technically saved myself. Because even the police, by the time they got there, I, I managed to escape. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, <laughs> getting donuts. <laughs> but yeah, something for the support I got. Most of all, I just know now, you know, you gotta, you can't always depend. They can, they might take too long. Because I kept trying to tell them something bad was going to happen. That's not enough to make them move fast enough. They literally only moved faster after I called from my neighbor's car, hysterically crying, saying that, you know what? They're like, yeah, they're on their way. He's still outside. I'm like, no, he managed to kick his way in. Like I told you, something was going to happen and assault me. Now they came speeding at the fucking sound of light. But that's, they always come. And guess what? By the time they came... He, they came, I'm assaulted, he's gone. That's the police, that's how they work. You know, you, you, if, they're, if you're telling them someone's outside your door, they keep coming back around, they're trying to get inside, and they're drinking a bottle of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to get them to catch them while they're outside. Every time they come, the person keeps moving. You need to put a car up the block, turn your lights off, and just watch the house. They're not even getting with doing, doing shit. That's why I said I learned now, you know, they could come. But you got to be able to do something for you in the meantime, you know. You can get to the phone. Like, I could have called. I could have called Booth. Then he was upset. <clears throat> Although I called him at 1022. He was. He was. He said it, too. It wasn't meant for him to, for, to get the call because if he picked up the phone, he said, for some reason, it was me and his mother who called. He said, for some reason, the shit was on loud. And for some reason, he couldn't hear it. Even though I was like, no, it's not for some reason. That's God. Because I people are crazy. And I know for a fact that at 1022... I didn't get assaulted yet. I was still in my house saying, I'm scared. I'm scared. I was just telling them I'm not going to work and I'm in danger. But I didn't leave no voice message about anything else after that. 1022, if I had, if he had picked up and I told him exactly what was going on, I wouldn't tell you, especially from the heat he had caught last week, that he was ready to, ready to get, these niggas is crazy. 
you know, so you could take them all out the street and they could, you know, be doing well in life and have good jobs and shit and have dreams and goals they're aspiring to be. But when it gets real, they still know what to do and where to go to get something. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it wasn't meant for that. Hell no. That's all I need. I don't want no man getting caught up in my shit. Like, that's that's the shit that other people do and women do that too. Like, you have people caught Like, I, I don't got no problem with men trying to protect me, but I want us to be smart about this. Like, I don't need you getting locked. Like, unless it's some real violated shit. Like, we had a whole child together, shit went crazy. Somebody does, yeah, yeah, kill that nigga. We all gonna kill this nigga. If we get killed too, we going out Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But if it's not that deep, it's just some bullshit, bogus ass, and like, no. And, you know... Everybody, my I went to go see the butt man child. The butt man was holding something in his hand. He was walking up to the car, saw my face, everything. Whatever the shit he was holding in his hand, he just dropped and his mouth was open. You would have thought his newborn baby just fell from a fucking eighty-two story building without warning. This nigga know me since I was a child. He was a, he, he already know he's a where does he live? Where does he live? <laughs> Y'all like everybody wanna know. Not everybody, but these men that just where? You know what I'm saying? They, some people is not, they don't give a fuck. You could have said I put a nigga in jail. A lot of people don't want, and, and everybody, then he gonna get us in jail too. Cause niggas don't wanna, then there's, there's certain shit you go to jail, you get beat up for touching kids, fucking up um, a girl. Um, you, shit you do with like to your parents, killing your parents, parents aside, killing your kids. There's certain things you go to jail for, nigga, then with that. You know what I'm saying? You selling drugs and doing certain things like that, that's different. But certain things like um harming old people. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot, a lot of people when they go to jail they don't like to tell people what they did. If it's anything like that. A lot of times the CEOs will come and make your life a living hell too because they'll be able, sometimes CEOs will, act, will um, drop a dime and, and air you out and pass by and be like, yeah, because that's why, yeah, baby killer. Like they'll say some dumb shit like that. You're like, all right, I want to shut up, baby killer. And they'll be like, oh, so that's what you did. You know what I'm saying? No, niggas gonna lie you up. So yeah, um, that was the update. And I'm gonna take up a quick break. And after the break, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna, I want to share this article with, with this woman who said that she catfished her ex. And I guess it was a bad experience. Yeah, she said, um, she said, I catfished my ex and learned some unexpected things by Caraville. See you after the break, y'all. Shop is contas. All right, we're back from break. But before I continue, let me, that's the other thing. Let me rant about this real quick, Chopper's Corner. This is the other thing I learned in the past couple of days because I go out and about and I do whatever I needed to do in the past couple of days. My face is looking way better. Like I said, this is, this is a ring left. Damn it. Foundation, I guess a little concealer. Because I got to get in on Tuesday back to the second gig. But I noticed that when I go out with this face, like everybody's, everybody's different. Like, my guy that comes to fix the door, he fixes anything for over 10 years in this house, anything that goes bad, wrong, whatever. So he's Jewish. He's so cool. He, he, I text him at 2 by my door. He texts me about 4 about coming to fix the fair, 4 a.m. He's like, this is 2 after the door is kicked in, 2 in the morning after the door is kicked in, 4 in the morning, which he never usually responds in the morning, like during professional hours. But I guess he saw the urgency and the fact that somebody kicked in my door and saw these, like, I'm coming right away. So the point is, though, he comes in, and the first thing he sees, he says is, he looks at my face. He's like, ah, a black eye. And he's like, looks good on you, though. Right. And it was just funny. It's like the way he did it. His delivery was just like so funny. So I was just like, thank you. And the way I did it was just kind of like, yeah, I know. Right. You know, but it's how you approach people when they have like a black eye or wounds or something like some people are so I don't want to say that they don't know how to act. But like you some people need to let, learn how to get better with that, especially in scenarios where like you're a cashier and this is your job. And maybe every person coming up to you might not necessarily always look you know, some people might have um, 
a pimple on their face that day. Let's be honest. You know, somebody might have burned themselves with the curling iron and they have a burn mark on their forehead. But we have a society have got to do better with just like as soon as you see somebody with a black eye or bustle. I don't know. It's just like everybody puts you in this like, oh, you're like, I don't know what it is. It's a stigma with that shit. Listen, man, I'm right. I'm, you, I could I, it could it could even be that you was in a car accident for crying out loud. The point is or. I know there was a girl, lady that did a whole experiment on this. She did a facial peel, a chemical facial peel. And a chemical facial peel will make your skin look burnt. It gives the appearance at first uh, because I think it's like a two-week process. I Don't quote me, but it's something really intense that your skin will look, make you look like a burn victim. That's how you got to walk around or stay at home for two weeks. And she said that it was disgusting the way that people was treating her. She said because even though she knows it's just a peel, and even she said, even though she knows that after the pills, she even showed you after the pills, a YouTube, whole YouTube video she did about it. And her husband was there too. He was like, even her husband was like, he went out one day. He was just like, it was just like, but people just like, it's like they, I don't say people feel sorry for it, but what, what is it about with the way that you're feeling about that person that you're looking at on the, on the outside looking in, you know what I'm saying? Or the inside looking out. It just makes you feel like, you know what I'm saying? That you like, oh, you're just like the stick with everybody is a human being. You know what I'm saying? It's like I said, since somebody had a birthmark on their face, it's like, like we, as a society, I think just some people are a little bit ignorant and they just need to understand like such is life. Because that's why we, after we had the good laugh about it, me and the guy, after he was just like, oh, black guy looks good on you. He's like, you know, this is that's just life. You know what I mean? That's what some people need to understand. Some things are just life. You know, you just can't, you know, you, you might uh, one day, you know, I was with handling somebody uh, a long time working with them. They were missing a thumb. Well, they're missing a thumb. Would you just, you know, if you're not going to, if you if you don't stare. But you know what I'm saying? If you can't, you know, adjust your facial expressions or something, I just think it's like, you know, so I, lately I've just been busting it out. I don't even put anything on the shit anymore. I just send everybody faces. Hey, how you doing? Smiling, looking like some nutty ass bitch that just is crazy running around here getting knocked the fuck out everywhere I go. Just to intimidate people. And some people just treat you normal too. They know they got crazy people in the family that just be fighting and shit. They got, they got sisters in the family getting battered every fucking weekend by their drunk husbands. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm just saying some people know what it is. I mean, still, it's not, yeah. let me get to this article because we're just never going to get there, Chapel's Corner. I might as well just entitle this whole damn episode something else. Okay, so Kara uh, says, I catfished my ex and learned some unexpected things. She said, I was so fed up with what I, with what I thought was the double life my ex was leading that I created a whole fake social media account to try to catch him in the act of slipping. Desperate times, right? While any relationship takes work, dating should never get to this level of difficulty. The surprising part is I went in hoping to catch him red-handed, but instead came to these eight realizations. So let me hold up. She said, I was so fed up with what I thought was the double life my ex was leading. Wait a minute. That I create a whole fake social media account to try and catch him in the act of slipping. Yeah, because she's sitting there trying to catfish her ex. Why would you be fed up with the double life that your ex might be leading? You see that there's something wrong with that sentence as soon as we start, right? You know that don't make no sense. You became fed up with what you thought was the double life that your ex that you thought your ex was leading. If he's not your fucking man no more, why is you so emotionally involved in the fact that he might be living a double life? To the point that you're getting so fed up to... Cr- you, this is stalker shit. This is stalker shit. This is why I'm trying to... The first part or the first thing that came to mind when I thought about this was the title of this episode, which is What's Done is Done. What's Done is Done. 
stop checking your ex's social. Now, if some of you still can be friends with your exes still, that's fine. You can check what y'all want because you know, nobody blocked each other and y'all still friends. That's whatever. But if you were just going out your way now to just catfish your exes just to see what you can learn about them, she said it herself, it's desperate times. She said one, what she found out was that one, it wasn't worth it. What started off as seeming like a genius plan left me feeling deflated and desperate. Clearly, the trust was just not there. If a relationship gets to the point of such drastic measures, is it even worth continuing? I should have taken the red flags as enough evidence and left it at that. I obviously knew that things were shady before I decided to take it a step further with my own suspicious behavior. It only ended up making me feel bad about myself for going through with this. Hmm. I'm confused. So is she saying that this was her boyfriend at the time and he's now her ex? I don't think so because the title is I Catfish My Ex. This girl don't type right. Let me see. What started off as seeming like a genius plan left me feeling deflated and desperate. Clearly, the trust was just not there. If a relationship gets to the point of such drastic measures, is it even worth continuing? Are you sure we're talking about your ex here, honey? Moving on. Some people just say, she said, too, the cyber world is not a safe place. Okay. She said, okay, so don't turn me into internet crime or anything, but it was really easy to impersonate someone else. I had a fully functioning page and active posts within days. I even had people messaging me saying that they may have seen me out in town. Knowing what it takes to lie online seriously makes me question anyone I meet on dating apps and social media now. I'm like, girl, before I, she, before I go on, girl, that's what it took for you to realize how easy it was for people to do that. Because all you got to do is watch Catfish. Hello. Neve been putting you on for a very long time. Okay, but if that's what it took for you to actually make one yourself to realize that, whatever. This is exactly why I don't take online dating serious uh, myself or dating apps or eHarmony or anything like that. There's too many people. Uh, online, you can just be whoever the fuck it is that you want to be. And a lot of sociopaths and a lot of people with issues like to be that. Whatever they can't be in real life is like a place for them to safely become who they want to be. All at the expense of somebody else. So she says, please do your homework and protect yourself against creeps. I was harmless, of course, but others likely are not. Verify your facts and proceed with caution. She's talking about the online dating now. Four, she said, it said more about me than him. Of course it did. It always is. She said, I wanted to find out if he was being dishonest, but the way I went about it made me guilty too. The entire page was a whole lie, and so was everything I said to him. To try to weasel out a conf- uh, to try to weasel out a confession, and what if he had turned out to be innocent? Then between the two of us, I would be the only one at fault for going behind the other's back, and it wasn't a good look for me. Honestly, it's not a good look. Period. Or well, you know, it's not a good look because look at catfish. Catfish and anybody, especially if you get caught, whether you, especially if you know the person. I actually think that all the episodes of catfish, I ain't see but one person that got catfished by their husband. And they, she was catfished by her husband who was in the military because he loved her so much, but he felt like she wasn't talking to him. Meanwhile, she was talking to the guy that she didn't know was her husband, saying that the reason she didn't send him no nude pictures, she never, uh, obviously ever never met up with him. That's why she was calling catfish. But she loved that she could talk to him about anything. And she always said to this guy that I wish that my husband could talk to me the way you talk to me. I wish that he would listen to me and 
let me open up to him and talk to me. You know, the advice you give me, I wish he could do that for me too. Meanwhile, the whole time she did not know it was her husband. So by the time she said, I need to find out who this person is because I'm married and I need to figure out if they're even real or what I'm doing. But um, I do love my husband. It's just that the only thing about this guy is not as he's wonderful. It's just I wish my husband would. And only to find out it was her husband. So the only time that I ever watched Catfish, long story short, and seen somebody get catfished by someone they knew and it ended up working out to her to help them I and mean, I could be wrong but the only one that I could remember was that one it was really sweet you know what I'm saying like they both cried and you know they, they just really she found out that her husband could be him she didn't need to go talk to anybody else but it does say a lot about you when you know somebody and you catfishing them and you under false pretenses trying to get something out of them because if they ever did call quote to show catfish you got exposed everybody that ever found out that the person that they thought they were falling in love with was somebody that they knew that was playing a joke on them, who who just was um like them but just couldn't tell them, and they, they, and the whole time they was um, confiding in this person about it, it always looks bad. So, yes, yeah, that's more about you than it says about the person. She says, five, trust is important. I wasn't experiencing a good vibe after the initial excitement of being a being crafty went down i didn't feel good about what i was doing anymore at all what kind of relationship was this so i think what she's basically saying is um he's her he was her ex he's her ex now but at the time when she was doing this this was her boyfriend so i think it's pretty fair to assume that she was catfishing her boyfriend this entire time when they were in a relationship but now he's her ex we were only um we were only violence we were only violence short of being a full-blown Mr. and Mrs. Smith replica couple. I learned that this was not what I wanted from a partnership and resolved to be more discerning in the future with who I chose to be with. A stable relationship would never get to this point. That was just not cool. Exactly. Dang. I mean, something is not right. You know what I'm saying? Once you're taking those means, that's that's the whole point of the whole catfish show. And I was talking about sociopaths, and I would say that it's sociopaths that usually is uh, the common trait. It could be psychopaths too, but more sociopathic, which is pretty much I'm going to become a chameleon and I'm going to read you and figure out everything that you like first. In order for me, I can't, a sociopath doesn't care about anybody. They don't really care about anything except for like just getting things done. So in order for them to care about you or when they have an interest in you, it's usually because of something that they can get out of you. But they can't manipulate you to do that or become what they need you to be for them until they make you feel comfortable into uh, seeing in them what you need them to see. And that's why they're always going or they're always going to try to play on some kind of emotion of yours or something. But um, I feel like once you're doing this, you're sociopathic. Hold on, please. Okay, I'm back. Sorry for the interruption. I was recording and I heard a slight knock at the dough. At least whoever these motherfuckers was, they knocked, honey. They knocked. They didn't kick the shit in. It was the uh, NYPD officers that came the orphan on the night. They um, wanted to, one, check up on me. They're happy to see the door was um, fixed. And they were letting me know how to get reimbursement back from the city for the door. Uh, who to call and who to contact. Um, they're really, they're pretty cool though. That's actually the first, I mean, like I said, I don't really like to call the police, hunty, but I can tell you NYPD showed up and showed up on that one. They say he being held on a $100,000 bail, which they said is pretty high in the city for anything like this. And he ain't coming out. They said um, he shouldn't be on the street. Same thing I said in, in uh, Crazy X. Some people just ain't meant to be out here. The best place, the only place that makes sense to hold niggas in there. Said they tried to interview the nigga. He was like a caged animal. 
They ain't never seen nothing like that. So I've been trying to tell everybody, Michael Myers. Only this Michael Myers talk. This nigga talk. So that was that. We're back to the... Um, but I'm just like, damn it. He made my house so hot now. You got to watch what you do. Next thing you know, you, they knock at your door after you try to enjoy a nice damn Sunday morning. Smoke a shine. I wish I was not doing it, but I'm just saying. Next thing you know, they knock on your door. damn police. Like, <sighs> Stop scaring me like that. Y'all know I got problems. I'm already nervous. Who is it? Moving on. All right. So she says six. Communication. This is back to the article. Communication is equally critical. Apparently, I had enough doubts about my man and his activity to warrant deciding to go undercover was necessary. But is this really a sustainable course of action long term? Was I prepared to concoct a devious plan every time something went wrong between us? This was definitely a call to action to find a more constructive way to handling relationship conflict. The underhanded route wasn't the way to go. We should have been able to address our issues openly. So obviously she's talking about this person right now, again, as if they are her ex. But the time that she's referring to when she was catfishing them, she was in a full-blown relationship with them. Which at first I was saying that doesn't make any sense because her first first line, I guess her phrasing was very badly because she said... um, Something like I had grown, gotten fed up with the double life that my ex was living. Huh? So it makes it seem like your uh, ex who was kind of still obsessed with your ex, but technically this was her man at the time. Yeah, I mean, once you, gotta, once you guys can't talk about something or if he can't keep it real with you, no matter if you don't like the answers or not. Yes, she sucked my D. Yes, she likes me, but I don't like her like that. Yes, she's trying to get with me. She don't care. Whatever the answer is that he gives you or whatever. You have to be able to communicate with somebody. If every time you got to get answers, you can't go to them directly or you're too scared or you want to sit there and keep playing this, oh, I'm this nice girl who's not crazy, who wants to act like she's confident and secure. Meanwhile, you're truly insecure on the inside in a ball of nerves. And every time you turn around, you, you catfishing him or trying to find some other devious way to get info out of him. That's not a good sign. And it's probably one of the reasons why her relationship didn't work. But I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that, but it, it could be because he is an ex. She said guilt is worse than suspicion. She said, tit-for-tat tactics in relationships are doomed to not end well. I was so convinced he was wrong, I made up my mind to retaliate by making the catfish account. I didn't reconsider what could happen after my investigation was over. The results of taking matters into my own hands were inconclusive. But I still had to face knowing that not only did I initially doubt him, but I also violated his privacy and was keeping a secret from him. It only made things worse. So now she can't even live with herself, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it gets to that point. Guilt is, guilt is, man, listen, there's such thing as unresolved guilt. That's how bad guilt can get. There's all, when it comes to guilt, it's levels to that shit. But unresolved guilt is like, I feel bad. Like, if it wasn't for me, if I didn't do this, if it wasn't for me not being there at that time, this wouldn't have happened to you. And that's not necessarily the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, unresolved guilt would be like something like, that. that's something that I wouldn't want, like, anybody, like my mother... To have, let's say, about my incident the other night. Oh, if only I was home or if only I was with you there, you know, that probably would have happened differently. People have unresolved guilt. Guilt is bad. You know what I'm saying? When you have guilt and you feel guilt, whether you're expressing that you feel guilty for something or you know you're guilty and you don't want to say anything, that's even worse when you're trying to hide it. You know it because guilt is killing you. Guilt is better, worse than suspicion. She says, basically meaning that um, it would have been better for her to just leave it alone. Eight, you get from a relationship what you put into it. That I agree. Evidently, I had a lot of free time on my hands. A lot of free time to be able to pull off this stunt to make the page believable. I had to give the uh, fake persona a job, cyber friends, photos, and activity. I tagged this person at random places and everything. 
This forged person ended up having a better social life than the real one on my legitimate page. Had I invested all that time into strengthening my relationship, building together, and being assertive and direct about my concerns, like I said, communication as opposed to playing these games, because it seems like she wasn't even trying to talk to him. She was just doing sneaky shit. So we could have either parted ways with dignity or move forward together in a healthy matter. Being passive aggressive just turned out to be weird. Being passive aggressive just turned out to be weird. Yeah, because you should just always say straight up and down how you feel. And nine and lastly, she says the truth isn't always revealed. No, that's the truth. And not only is the truth not always always revealed, you're only going to get inklings of things revealed to you. And that could even still make you wonder. You know what I'm saying? Those things could just bring out more curiosity and more questions than you have answers. But she says, in the end, I didn't accomplish the task that I had set out to complete. I was successful in getting him to talk to me, but found out nothing. I never got a confession from my man directly or through the imposter account. The jury, see, she says she never got a confession from her man directly or through the imposter account, but she spent all that time doing it. And less time out of her relationship and less time out taking care of herself and finding out that she is fine just the way she is. She says, Jory is still out on his question, innocence. So even though they're not together anymore and he's now her ex, she still doesn't know if he was innocent or not. She said the scheme was a fail. And there has got to be better ways to get through dating struggles. Like, just don't do it at all. Yeah, whether it's your man or your ex, just don't do it at all. That's my personal opinion. I don't see any good that could come from it personally, in my opinion. You know, that's just me talking, but what do I know? But I don't see any good that could come from it. All right, on that note, I am, yeah, I think I'm just about done here. I know this, this, this title of hers was deceiving, talking about her ex, and she was kind of catfishing her ex. I thought she was talking about catfishing her damn ex on some, trying to get, figure out what he like or if he's dating somebody new now. She was catfishing her own damn man at the time. That's what she should have said. People just phrase things so damn poorly. Anyway, on that note, Chapel's Clone, I'll see you all next time.